Welcome to the Dollar Wise Podcast. At HFM, one of the most significant values we provide our clients is leveraging our experience helping hundreds successfully navigate through life's transitions. On this podcast, our advisor team explores some of the questions we get every day from our clients. We share some insights on financial topics, and we interview some fantastic professionals from our vast network. Our hope is that you leave with some food for thought and some good ideas to consider. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dollar Wise Podcast. I'm Jason Gabrielli from HFM Investment Advisors, and I am joined by a special guest, Mike Blaylock from Barn Strength and Conditioning. Thanks for being here, Mike. Thank you for having me, man. Yeah, Guess Mike is right <laughs> so far so good, right? We knocked your socks off. That's what we go. Yeah, that's yeah, our goal. Man, you brought me you. coffee. I'll tell you what, you, you got it dialed in. You can come whenever you want. Yeah, it's my first one, man. <laughs> you know, you're breaking it. You're breaking it. I hear you, man. So Mike is here because we talk a lot about with our clients how we can be their coach when it comes to their finances and their investments. And we want to coach them through the good times and the hard times. And so one of the things that, that we all embrace here is that sometimes we need a coach in different aspects of our life. And so personally, I need a coach to help me with my fitness and my, you know, trying to get myself to, I always kid with my wife, I just want to live. I just want to survive and not be in pain and not be in, you know, and so Mike is my coach that helps me with getting my body right and getting myself to feel like, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit healthier than I was a year ago. So, you know, I really appreciate what you've done there, Mike. And, and now I feel like this topic we're going to cover, which is really about getting people through some stress relief, even just as simple as breathing. You know, right now it's been a rough two years with COVID and particularly 2022 has been a rough year in the markets. And so, you know, a little tongue in cheek, we said people need to be able to relax. They need to be able to take and just kind of set things back. Correct, man. You, uh, we live in fight or flight, man. That's what I see. As, as I've been doing this, I've been doing this for a long time. Number one main thing that I see is people live in fight or flight. You know, and, and something as easy as breathing, which you do 22,000 times a day. That's pretty important. Yeah. Right? It's a pretty important thing Absolutely. that you have to do. You better own it. Absolutely. Right? So what I see with people is this: they come in and they are just compressed, completely compressed. Their breathing's incorrect. You can tell that they're not recovering well. And we talk about eight hours of sleep and the diet part of things. But the bottom line is if you can't get out of the sympathetic state and go parasympathetic is what they call it, sure. out of fight or flight – you're not going to have the ability to recover because the organs aren't going to get the blood. We're talking about blood is now going to the muscles as if we were like fighting. Well, yeah. and that's what, when, when I first started coming to you, that was one of the things you're like, dude, you are like hunched over. You're like, you know, you're back and you're everything's so tight and you haven't even breathed a full breath in probably 10 years. Yeah. And because this fight or flight idea that we're constantly stressed, we're constantly, our muscles are constantly tight, even if we don't even realize it. Well, you know, what's funny is I moved from South Jersey to North Jersey to go to college. And it's almost like two different states. I mean, they would make fun of the O's that are home and phone, but it's almost, you know, it's backwoods it's, South Jersey. You know, you've, you've heard of the rat race. That is the rat race. And my, my parents would go up there and be like, these people are so angry. And, are, you know, it's like, mom, they're just trying to get, it's a rat race up yeah. there. You know, it's not, you can't sit and stop and talk to everybody. So if you want to talk about the king of fight or flight, you're probably talking about New York City, you know, places <laughs> sure. like that, that these people just don't ever recover. They don't ever just sit down and breathe. They don't have time for that. That's what we feel like. We don't have time to do these little things. And they, they feel so insignificant. It's funny because when I started my first gym, like 22 years ago, it was 
I opened up a, you know, a small little studio. They weren't even really around. I just thought it would be good for people to get out of that gym setting. Because even in the gym setting, you get all these people in there and they're, they're in fight or flight. I mean, you're in there. You're probably going to want to go somewhat even fight or flight. Subconsciously, yeah, you're like, oh, my God, this guy's muscles. doing 12,000 know, pounds. I need yeah, to get. I'm talking about the people that are in fight or flight right before they go to bed. You know, when you go into the gym or you're playing a sport, you're going to go into fight or flight. You know, it's being able to come out of that. But I, uh, I took this, my first real course. So when you start personal training, like this is 23 years ago, your test would be, okay, show me what a chest press looks like. I'm like, you would stand there and just do this. Like, you're like, and you pass. And uh, so this was the first course that didn't have any exercises attached to it. It literally just teaches you how the body overuses certain things. And then you compensate because of that. And then the length tension relationship of the two muscles, you got to, you know, if your hip flexors are tight, your glutes are going to be inhibited. You know, it was amazing. It's all connected. It was like that first time that I just saw like that, ah. So I open the gym up and I get these people start rolling in and I mean, they look like cavemen just coming out and, you know, like just hunched over. And I'm like, you got to think gravity's putting a beating on these people. Yeah. Like, so just walking around, I'm going to put weight on top of gravity on top of that. So I would go that first month and I would talk to them and they thought I'd be like, Jesus, they were like, what are you, you, neck pain? I'm like, you're getting headaches, you're getting lower. How did you know this? You know, and it's just, it's just. Because I can look at you and tell. It's our life, man. You got to understand, we're on computers now. Like, everything has changed. You know, we're in certain patterns most of the time, which we weren't back in the day. We weren't on computers all the time. We were out and about. You're, you know, it's funny, you know, as young kids, we were, I saw something the other day with Generation X. Like, we were out from dawn till the lights came on. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? You might have got a little Atari, a little combat in yeah, there. You know, if it was for, raining. For, yeah, yeah. I mean, you had a couple buddies over and it was pouring out, but you were out. So society has changed. And we have changed and you have to adapt to that. So I'd have these people come in and they thought, you know, after the first session, they're signing up. This guy knows what he's talking about. And then I'd spend a month trying to get gravity on their side, you know, yeah. trying to straighten them out, you know, lengthening the the tense muscles and then strengthening the loose muscles, that type of thing. And the month would be over and I'm like, damn, I've did a great job with these guys. And they'd be like, Hey Mike, you know something, man, I don't think this is for me. And I'm like, I just did wonders with you. Well, I didn't get what they wanted. They wanted to come in and they wanted to get more fight or flight. They wanted to feel something. So it was kind of like, it, I had to figure it all out. I'm like, how do I get what I want, which I think they need? Because if I put weight on them, it's going to get worse. Those sure. patterns are just going to, you know, exponentially go. And so I had to figure a way out to get what I needed, but also what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of been the trick, the, you know. Well, I feel like even the first time we spoke, I don't know if you remember that, but I found Mike online, uh, even though he was right in the town that I grew up in, not far away. But I was looking for somebody who was going to help. You know, I didn't want, I'm 35 years old. Keep that between us, podcast listeners, believe it or not. You're a young bird. Uh, despite the grays in my young hair. Bird. And I got two kids now, I'm married. And I'm like, I just want something that's going to put me in a better shape. You know, it's been a while since I worked out regularly. I want something that's going to improve some of the back pain that I have, some of the leg pain, just stuff that I had from when I was in high school, playing football, doing training. And I want to feel better and I do want to get stronger and I want to be in better shape. And I was like, I don't know if I can get all that. And I talked to you on like randomly seven o'clock on like a Tuesday and you broke it down to me. We talked for like a half hour before I even came in. And you're like, you need to starting with breathing. So I think something as as simple as that, you know, and as simple as 
clearing up the way that you breathe and thinking through how you need to be breathing, especially when you're feeling yourself getting stressed and when you're feeling like ah, overwhelmed and or you're laying down at night and you're like, I can't stop thinking. I can't stop, you know. So like kind of help us understand how that should work. It's kind of funny though because yesterday I had the group before you. I try to get in to see you guys, but yeah. yet, yesterday was Thursdays now have become – like a makeup day for a lot of the college kids that are about to go back. So I try to take the hardest part on. So I put Don in there with you guys. Sure. I see you roll up. It might have been like five minutes late. Yeah. This is probably your life. You know? <laughs> so I'm looking at the window throwing balls to get these guys to yeah. accelerate well. And I see you tearing in like a bat out of hell. Two wheels. I don't even know if you had your shoes <laughs> on. You were closing the door, put a shoe on. But that's really what it's about. Yeah. We, we live that way. Yes, we do. You know what I'm saying? And the autonomic nervous system, it's going to, you have to teach it how to breathe first. Think about it this way. So, Going back to NASM, I've been doing this PRI. So the last I took this week off though, because I needed a break myself. I realized like he works about seventy five thousand hours a week yeah, between well, him buying and selling, right uh, you know, yeah, yeah, exercise yeah. equipment yeah. and teaching and yeah. doing personal. I kind of I kind of need it. That's how I'm building a little bit, but it's you have to find that balance. So I mean, really, this new PRI class is I've taken like five of them, which you know, I can't just do one. It's got to be yeah. like, you know, All I need the ones. three PRIs. Yeah, I sure. need the two guys that did PRI and are now trying to do their own program. So for me, it's stuffing, 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 but I love it. So it's easy for me, but sometimes I need a break too. But what I realize is everything is dictated upon breathing. So for, you know, and we've talked about this before, is like if you measure what you call your infrasternal angle, which is right if you go down above your belly button to where your ribs start, there's a strategy that your body has and you can kind of measure it. So there's, you can think of it of a continuum of like the really heavy compressed power lifter or the skinny female marathon runner. There's a big difference between the two of them. That power lifter, that compressed person is going to have a really wide infrasternal angle and you can feel it. You can measure it yourself. I am a wide, so I'm, I'm really wide. The marathon runner should be really narrow, but those bones are the most malleable bones in the body. So they're going to dictate and tell you what your strategy is because they're going to move accordingly. So for somebody like you, you're wide, I'm sure, right? Yeah, you're probably. wide. Yeah, you're, Safe w- you're way My wide. My whole life, Mike. Yeah. So you we are. We call it husky. You are an exhaler. <laughs> you're an exhaler. You love your strategies to exhale. You do not inhale very well. And that's subconscious, right? That's just yeah, how oh, your body's programmed. Yeah, well, and what happens though is as time goes on, 22,000 times a day, it becomes that pattern. Right. So for you with a wide, your back is compressed. Mm-hmm. So you're not oh, getting yeah. any air. And we know this. So mm-hmm. I try to open that up a little bit for you every single time. But so your air is now compressed in the back. Your spinal curves are now increased because you can exhale. That's what happens. So a lot of the gravity's to the back. Your air is going to go somewhere. It's going to pressurize. Right. So it's going to go to the path of least resistance. Well, it's not going to go into your back. It's going to go down your rib cage, out your obliques, through your stomach. And I'm sure you can make a big old belly, you know what I'm saying, when you inhale. So it goes out there and it spreads your ribs open. That's why you are a wide ISA. You have a wide ISA. Where the narrow one, they can get into their backs. They're compressed from the front. So it's crazy. But, you know, this thing goes even crazier as time goes on. What I'm noticing, and this is why I took the course, because eventually I want – I want to see people really get out of pain and be my, you know, my number one goal. This is it. And, you know, and this took a long time for me to understand. I don't play basketball. I don't wrestle jujitsu. Any other stuff that was going to get in the way. Cause I love to train. It's my medicine. It should be everybody's medicine, you know, but as time goes on, these patterns get worse and worse and worse. 
And what will happen is, is the body will feel gravity is going too far forward or too far backward, and it's going to compensate the other way and restrict you. And what kind of things happen from that? So, so what, what kind of symptoms? So, so what will happen is that? if you start as a wide, right, eventually you're going to feel like you're going too far backward. So then it's going to compress the front, right? And this is time. You have to find where you are. So it's going to pancake you up top, and it's going to force all your air down. It's going to change your pelvis. It's going to change your your rib cage, and you're going to literally go into that. And and then your pelvis will actually now eventually go forward, right? Once that goes forward, then it's going to feel like it's going too far forward. Then it'll start to what we call sway back, where it tucks under. And the crazy part of this is is through time, you got to see how deep you are into these patterns. That's really what the hard part of this whole thing is, is I got to be able to look through you without an x-ray machine and see where you're located. Well, and as somebody who's, you know, listening to the podcast here, and if they're trying to think about like, what type of symptoms come out of this that they're, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling that. And you could say it's because of those. And I hate to say this is, but everything really boils down to lower back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're going to, your body's going to get what it needs. Think about it. It's going to have to walk, you know, I don't know how many thousand times a day you, you step foot, but the foot relative in relative motion terms has to hit the ground. You have to have external rotation capabilities and not into an orientation. Orientation is when the whole hip orients and compensates. It's got to kind of do the sacrum does its thing on the innominate bone and it moves out. So that femur can literally do what it needs. External rotation, internal rotation, external rotation. But if it's, it's like that screen door we talked about, like if the frames moved over, that door's going to open and close. Sure. But what is the you know risk of it? After a while, you keep doing it over and over and over. Something's going to happen. And that's where people start you, to run you, into well, back yeah, pain. You're just going to extend their legs, see their hips, standing. Yeah. People are going to use a you know that kind of a butt wink or a tucked under strategy, and it's going to get what it needs. Which is crazy though, because everything in our body, so biologically, we're forced to the right. We split our body down the middle. We're heavier on the right. Not by a lot, but by enough, mm-hmm. right? Our liver sits on the right with a bigger dome diaphragm. We have more lobes of the lung on the right. Our circulatory system all points right, right? A right side of our brain feels better to the right. It's got more fine detail. That's why most of us are right-handed. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and even, but even left-handed people are, are still, still caught in this, what they call right stance. So what it means is, is and this is crazy is i sit and watch people like my my friends just to make fun of me like you're like joe wider like (laughs) you're like everybody's listening to what you're saying you're looking at the way they're standing if you watch people are tired you're standing up everybody kind of leans not everybody i shouldn't say i put it that way but a good portion of us biologically lean to our right side and we feel comfortable there right because that's what circulatory system that's what the heaviness that's the liver and the dome pushes us to the right and i just i see it all the time even in myself it, it helped me correct so many things so when you go to the right-hand side, your hips shift. The right side goes back. The left side goes really forward. So it's almost like if you have headlights of a car, it kind of goes about 20 degrees to the right. That's where the headlights would be going. So if something doesn't happen within the femurs, the, the leg bones that are attached to it, you're going to be walking sideways. You ever see that V8? Remember that old, you don't drink the juice and they get up and they start walking straight, but they're walking on the sideways. <laughs> That's kind of what it would be like if the femurs didn't reintegrate. So the right femur has to go all the way forward because of this. And then the left femur has to go all the way back. Now that's how the pattern starts, you know? So think about what happens there. Now your space is limited in the front part of your right leg and then limited in the back part of your left leg. And that's how this whole thing all goes. And everything gets and out then, of alignment. And then from there, it's, it's how deep are you? You know, and you have to remove those layers of that cake. Like the left AIC is in everybody, but then that first, you know, you shifting to the right, you're not able to get to your left side. So how do you do it? You're going to make a way to do it. 
It's, you know, your left side probably has better internal rotation. Right side has none. Starts so compensating. We, yeah. So I have to find the layers that you're in and then remove them one by one. Mm-hmm. So that left AIC, which is probably the start of it all, I got to see where you're coming from. You're a wide ISA, right? And you're stuck on your right side, but then you've layered it from there. So I got to be able to to take that that posterior compression of the hips, like the last stage, that's what they call tertiary, is you have now butt wink driven underneath because you're too far forward. Well, if I can't get that strategy out of you, you know how we do the opening the shoulder blades underneath, you're just going to use that pattern and it's never going to correct itself. So I, you know, depending on how deep you are. I have to start removing those layers one by one until I can get to that left AIC. And here's the crazy thing about the left AIC is you're not going to change it. We're always going to be dominant to the right. You just have to kind of build you up. You can't the other let sides. the left be so weak that the right overpowers it. So you just got to have enough. You don't, you're not going to change it. You're still probably going to like to hang out on the right all the time, but you have to have the ability to get to the left. Think about gait. Look at me. Everything is about breathing and walking. And gravity. If you cannot control them, you're eventually, something's going to happen. You're going to probably compensate. And, and the, the crazy thing is, is the lower back is meant for compression. Right. These are big, thick things happening yeah. on top of each other. So up and downs doesn't hurt it. It's when you start to arch it or you start to flex it. Those are where you get in trouble. And that's well, what happens. So one of the things that I know, you know, you've taught me a lot is that there's so many layers, you kind of call it layers of a cake, right? To unpack here. And there's different, you know, every person's going to have to a degree, you know, all these different issues that they need to deal with. So one of the things that, you know, I was hoping we can get out of this podcast was, I know that, you know, when you think about breathing, because it is essential to everyone, right? Yeah, it's as simple as everyone's got to do it. And, and so many of us are are in that fight or flight mode. Can you give us some kind of, some ideas on, here's a good way to reframe the way you're breathing just to start, because most people are in that. Perfect, you're not even breathing, Perfect right? question. So, I mean, before I even give you any of the tips, you have to understand to change something, your body's got to feel safe. In order for your body to feel safe, it's got to go parasympathetic. So no real change. I mean, you can do some mobility drills. I love still foam rolling. It makes people feel good, but it's, it's not permanent. My goal is for my older population when I retire, that's what I'm probably going to do most of. I still always do my athletes. I love them, but it's chaos. But I have to be able to get you, number one, parasympathetic through breathing and then put you in positions. I want to put you in a position to make that change. And you have to feel, body has to feel safe to make changes. So it's kind of boring in a way, but what I start with any of my positional drills is, is a full exhale learning how to exhale. <laughs> I remember the first time we did that. And you're like, I you think I, you're exhelled, but I, you're not. You know, and me, I, I'm, a, I'm a creative guy. So I am pretty creative. It's like, I'll put a mirror in front of you. I'll put a balloon in your mouth. I'll put a straw in your mouth. I'll get what I need when I get it. But, you know, I'll regress it to that point. But, I mean, it's a full, like, people, some people don't know how to exhale. They're just so, like, you got to, almost like you're, you're fogging glass for seven seconds. So it's like an open mouth sigh. You're not trying to force it. Because mm-hmm. some of us are over forceful with it. It's just like a... <sighs> At the end of those seven seconds, you should feel your obliques on the side turn on, right? Those obliques are kind of like a barrier for your air so it doesn't just leak out there. Remember, path of least resistance. If I put a barrier up there, then I pause. Two-second pause is so important. You take that two-second pause with those obliques, hold those obliques as you inhale, and guess what happens? Your air can now go into those compartments that it couldn't. Where you're compressed, their air can't enter. You have to shut something off to get air into something else. 
So like why do you want to kind of be on your back? So another thing is, is like a water bottle, wherever you're kind of laying, wherever that water lays, like say if you put a water bottle on the side, it's going to go to the bottom. You want that. You want all that viscera and all going down there. So it helps you expand. So you want to be in certain positions. Narrows are going to like, you know, have better strategies with certain positions. And, and that's where those type of things come in as well. But yeah, that pause and then it's an inhale through your nose and it's a longer inhale and watch, feel your back. Like for you, you're probably pancaked. Like it's not just your back now. It started at your back and I needed to know that where it starts so I can then eventually like layer the cake, the layers of the cake off. But I need to get air into that back. So now the air can't go to the sides. I'm kind of limiting it. I have to open up the spots that aren't. That's the hardest part to get yeah. air. I mean, think about it. People are like, holy shit, I just felt... Can we curse on this podcast? By the way? <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, there's no rating one. here. Listen, no one's coming after us. Okay. But I want to be able to close certain, like I'll put, I know I've done this before, is like the left side, this left side here is wide open. It's used for posture. The right side's kind of, there's a traffic jam there, big old liver sitting on a dome, yeah. right? The way if we were right stance, we actually have to tilt our upper body. So this opens up, this left side opens up and that's where we get our air in it and it's open. It's not, you know. So I got I put some stuff there to close that off. Now that air can't go there. It's going places. You're like, wow, I think I just felt it behind my right oh, peck yeah. in the back. And that's really what this all comes down to. Well, and I'll tell you, that has made such a difference. Even when I'm doing my, you know, my cardio or doing, and I find myself getting to the point where I'm like, I'm getting really tired. You know, we're doing those stations we're doing, and I'll get on the Versa climber. One of those things that it's like, it really takes a lot out of me. And I'll focus myself. All right focus on your breathing and I can keep going. And it's because I'm getting full oxygen in and full oxygen out and I'm opening up the airs and it has made well, what do you see, a tremendous you difference. Know, so that back room that we built, right? You have all those heart rate monitors. When you do it right, right? So recovery is the key. I know the world loves high intensity training yeah. at this point. As fast as you go, I can beat the shit out of you yeah. as fast as you can go. Oh, but yeah. They love that, uh-huh. right? But there's another component to that. You got to build the base, like right? that aerobic zone, being able to stay under now you go over your threshold too too high and your brain's going to just snap out and be done with it. So yeah. you got to have the ability to come back down under. You call it the X button. Remember that Madden football? <laughs> you only have a certain amount of time in that yeah. X button, right? And then you got to you have oh, to absolutely. regenerate it. And guess what does that? The aerobic side of things. Sure. So the one thing I've noticed is, and people, when they see their heart rate, so we may make you go hard for a while, mm-hmm. and then I focus on breathing, and you get to watch to see that recovery. During that the recovery, fast, that's yeah, when I most focus on it. 60, yep. And I'm like, and okay, it does come down. I, I want you to race against it. Now you have to breathe. Like, okay, I just came down 22 beats in 60 seconds. I want to go for 25 beats. And it, the only way to get that down is you have to breathe. Let the body know it's okay. It's okay. We don't need, you know, think about what happens. If you feel like you're in trouble back in the day as a caveman, you're running from a bear. Yeah. This autonomic <laughs> system turns on. You need it. Yeah. You need that fight or flight. Like, okay, the mu- blood pumps to the muscles. We're going to need those puppies. Yeah. Shit that. The yeah. same person that walked into my gym. Oh, I'm like, wow, I'm yeah. going to put weight on you. Like, I don't know. You know? Well, I, I mean, even for me, like you said, it, that made such a difference. And even when I'm sitting in the office, I'm getting a little wrong, getting a little stressed focusing on the breathing and to bring it, you know, full circle. Give us those counts again. So I start with an exhale. I think it works the best. The seven seconds, sighing exhale, fog the glass. The end of that seven seconds, I want you to really feel that side wall, right? It'll turn on. There's obliques. Yeah, those obliques. Turn them on, right? Keep them on as you inhale. And you'll start to feel that, like I said, most as an adult, not the kids so much. They're still going to be in that right stance, but they're not going to be as banged up as we are. We As we get older, we get, I mean, it's... 
I've seen some deep people, man. It's some deviated, you know, their hips are, it's, it's, it's out of control. I, I, sometimes I feel like I shouldn't even put weight on them. I should, you know, just full yoga class, <laughs> full yoga, seven second exhale, turn on those obliques, get a nice inhale and start to feel things expand. It's a compression expansion world. You have to have the ability to expand and to compress. We compress too much. We need to learn to expand the back for you, start in the back between, you know. And the crazy thing is, is if if you're compressed in the back, your shoulder blades have to move to go up overhead, right? They don't move out of the way. You can't get up overhead. But if you have a glob of, of, you know, we see the the amount of knots that are are adhesions that are put on from that compression, that shoulder blade, it's like duct tape in that thing. You're putting, you know, me, I love duct tape, you know. (laughs) know, I'll duct tape anything, you know. You give me some good duct tape, some good turf tape. You can do it all. I I don't have to touch it for a while. It's better than a screw. (laughs) But, like, (laughs) the, the shoulder blade has to move smoothly along the rib cage for your shoulder to go up overhead but if it's all globbed up in duct tape you're gonna have to find a way yeah. it's usually through an arch i mean these are the things that are happening over well, and it's... over and over until you tear a labrum to you know you get that shoulder pain fray, that's constant you, know, you get that drive right? forward you fray 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 and then phew, and you know most of us are walking around with torn labrums and lower back it's and here's the crazy part is that number one rule i don't even think i said it is you should be able to be active the rest of your life. So if anything gets in the way of that goal, that's goal number one and only goal I say. So I even tell this to my clients when they're like, oh, I'm going to go do jujitsu tomorrow. I'm like, and then you're not going to be able to lift for three weeks. <laughs> and then we start back over. And then may, you may not even come back because you're like, I don't want to start back over. I want people to be able to functionally lift and feel good. Like a medicine. It's a medicine, man. I could sell it. It's because there's no negatives to it. I, yeah. I think that is probably a great spot to end because that is uh, universally applies. Whether you're a Zumba person, you're a CrossFit person, you're a, is is remember at the end of the day, as you age and as you get older, the number one thing is you want to be able to be active forever. And we see it with our retired clients when they're 60, 70, like you just want to maintain, you don't have to be tearing it up. You don't have to force this high intensity forever. You just need to be able to move and be in good shape and be active as long as possible. Bottom line is none of us want to age. It yeah, it's going to happen. The last thing you want to do is age and be hurt. Yeah. <laughs> you know and lose saying? your wheels, man. You can't I say all the time. get on and off the toilet. You can't, you <laughs> yeah. know, you can't like, you know, you sit there and see people that just bend down and you know, it's <laughs> yeah. just automatic. That's like a yeah. reflex. They're like, something's going to probably happen. Yeah. You know, oh, without a doubt. The last thing you want to do is be old and be in pain. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's, it's bad enough you're getting old. Yeah. Now yeah. you can't control the you pain know? thing so, to a degree we can. So like the gym is just, it's, I mean, I hate to say this and we might not, not make the podcast, but Schwarzenegger said it the best in pumping iron. You know, like I, he's like, man, it's like orgasmic. he's like he's like i have with women i'm having orgasms i get in the gym i'm like you have to fall in love with the the way the gym makes you feel well that end of it you're not always want to go in but you know at the end of that rainbow there's a pot of gold it's gonna you're gonna feel so much better that you did it well and even not feeling worse yeah because that's an issue i ran into i tried crossfit i tried these things and as i'm getting older and as i'm getting I would actually get hurt or I would feel worse, you know, the next day or the next week. And it's like, it does discourage in your mind. So the fact that you can build strength and you can build endurance and you can build that ability to turn it on and turn it off and do it with actually improving on the things that your body chemistry is a little off with or your alignment is a little off with is how many exactly. times are you going to start to re- hit the restart button Yeah, before you just give up? Well, that's the right. Thing. That's what we're trying to stop, man. Stop that restart button. You know, you want that gratification now. I just, I hope people start to realize the end game 
is to be able to be active the rest of their life. And I really honestly believe is if I could just do a, a seminar on breathing to start, people's lives would be a lot better. You know, Step like one stress, is this podcast. The stress yeah. causes shit in the body that who knows where it leads to. You know, yeah. I know some people that you just, you know, that person that's just so strung out and wired up and then they get sick. And, you know, I, there's got to be some correlation to that. Like your body is just constantly in the stress mode. It's not, you know. It's quality of life, man. Yeah, man. You know, and so we always talk about how it's kind of to bring it back to the personal finance side and, and how it affects your money and, and the way you think about investing. And like I said, all that stuff can be super stressful. And it, to a degree, the way the market's performing, that stuff's out of our control. And so partly why we wanted to bring Mike in today to talk a little about breathing is allow yourself to do some self-care, man. Learn how to breathe. You know, if it, it, talk about getting a coach like Mike or, or somebody like that who's going to be able to give you a little bit of fitness, a little activity back in your life if you don't do it. If you do do it, make sure you're you're not killing yourself. Make sure you're not going too high. Intensity. Make sure, you know, but at the end of the day, that's ways that you can deal with the things that you can't control, like what's going on in the market, like maybe what's going on in your financial picture. But it all starts with with breathing and making sure you're in alignment. And Mike, I just got to say, I really appreciate you coming yeah, in today. Man, you're a great guy. You guys do it right here, man. You know me. I'm not a podcast guy. Yeah, was, not yet. Now pretty, you are. I was pretty excited to, to come here today. I, yeah, we're pumped to have I, you, man. I, I don't know if you talk very much, but I, last night- <laughs> That's good. I don't want to talk. They to don't want to listen my, to me. My head yeah. was, you know, I'm like, he may not have a chance to even talk. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> But there is, thank you for having me in here. This is a beautiful place. You guys do a great job. You guys are great people, man. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Once again, this is Mike Blaylock from Barn Strength and Conditioning. My coach, he's the man. He's got it down right. He's got passion like I've never seen for almost anything. Uh, very <laughs> impressive. And we just want to remind you, if you're not subscribed to the Dollar Wise podcast, we're all over the place. We're on iTunes. We're on Amazon. We're on Spotify, everywhere, I think. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you always get our new episodes. And make sure you check us out. Thanks again, man. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Dollar Wise Podcast. At HFM, our mission is to educate and empower our clients to make wise financial decisions. If you'd like to learn more, please visit us at hfmadvisors.com. The Dollar Wise Podcast is presented by HFM Investment Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor firm. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer for sale or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. All investments involve risk and are not guaranteed. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as a recommendation appropriate for any individual. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from a qualified tax, legal, or investment advisor to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.